Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. So today, I'm happy to have Michelle Harrison with me. And Michelle knows stuff about showing up. And I've known Michelle... Um, for several years, and I asked her to share share what does it take to show up because I, I watch Michelle, I'm around Michelle, and I see where she really brings her whole self to whatever she does. And if she says she's going to do something, she's there. She brings value. So welcome, Michelle. Thanks for giving some thought to the stuff you know about showing up. And I'm really looking forward to what you have to say. Thanks, Deborah. Great to be here. Yes. So why don't we start with you telling us what what does showing up mean for you? Showing up for me is all about being really present in the moment. And that means eliminating the distractions around you, really thinking about what you want to get out of the moment you're in actively immersing yourself into something, it's being 100% committed to whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And I see what that looks like with you being in the moment um, and being able to focus. And I just wonder what goes on behind the scenes so that you can do that. Yeah, there's a few different things. I mean, something I've learned about showing up is you have to be really disciplined and and really intentional about how you're using your time. And so maybe as an example, when I say removing distractions, I went for a long time without wearing a watch. And the reason was because I'd always be looking at my wrist and thinking about what do I have to get done in the next five minutes? Or, you know, am I going to be late for that meeting? Or, Um, Did I get that done in time? And I was constantly having a different thought stream from what was happening in the moment I was actually in. And so that might be an example. Another example that I know is kind of everywhere today is turning your phone off. So I'm really, really diligent now about doing my best to put my phone away when I'm with my kids or doing homework or at mealtimes or, uh, you know, when I'm meeting with people um, at school events, et cetera. And so that might be some ways to think about how do you have some discipline about really engaging in the moment that you're in and trying to remove distraction. So, uh, so the discipline of not being distracted by watching your clock or definitely the phone, putting it away and, you know, attending to it at another time. But what about, you know, taking your watch off? Um, how do you keep track of, because I know you're very punctual. Anytime I've met with you, you're always right there when, where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be. So how did that work for you? How were you able to disregard the the measurement of time and yet still be on time? Yeah. Well, I think a few things. Um, and, and the first thing is what I've learned is you need to be really clear and have spent time um, asking yourself what's important to you. And so I think there, when you're thinking about showing up or trying to 
kind of live your best life, if you will, it requires you to have some self-reflection around what's really important to you. And that might change as you are in different seasons of your life, but having clarity around what your values are, what your goals are in different areas of your life, whether it be career, relationships, parenting, spiritual, maybe uh, how you show up in your community. Um, that having clarity around that is, I think, the beginning part of the roadmap of then, okay, what activities do I want to engage in? How am I spending my time? And so when I look at my calendar every week, I look at where am I spending my time and how does that align with um, the purpose and values I have or goals I have in that season of my life or kind of in that in that segment of my life. And, and so the first thing I ask myself is, does that align? Is it aligning with what I want to accomplish where I'm spending my time? And that's kind of maybe at a bigger picture. And then for the day, as you're talking about, Deborah, you know, I really, the night before, I'll look at my calendar for the next day and I'll say, am I prepared for that engagement? Am I prepared for what I want to accomplish? Have I thought about what I want to talk to that person about? Or have I made the space to make sure that I'm home uh, to do homework with the kids, you know, whatever it might be. And um and so that really helps me think in my mind where I need to be, what the blocks of time are. And that just allows me, I think, to, you know, practically be on time for things um, as much as be really clear on what's my next day going to look like and wh- what does that mean for um, things I want to do for myself, as well as things I might want to do with other people as I go through my day. Well, I I was enjoying hearing your approach because... While I asked for a unit of time, you shared, um, you know, a, a formula where I start big. And what I do at the big level is regularly check in with, okay, what matters for me and how do I want to spend my time, my time in life at this point in my life? So what matters for me? And then what are the places where I can best um, engage in what matters for me. And then let me get my calendar out and think about, you know, blocks of time to engage in those efforts and activities. And then I guess, you know, I think part of what you're saying too, is I don't, I'm not going to try and cram so much in that I can't enable myself to have a block where I don't have to keep looking at my watch. So very big picture scoped down to Okay, well, what am I doing today? Where where are my blocks of time going to go? And absolutely right. And Deborah, I think inherent in doing that successfully, one of the things I've learned over the years and how to really be um, in the moment and how to really foster the connection and meaning I want in the relationships and with the people I have in those moments is to do that well. The other thing you have to know and be okay with is saying no to things. Yes. And so when you think about the calendar and having the blocks of time and, you know, making sure that on the daily kind of micro level that aligns with the big picture macro level, that requires you to say no. And that's hard to do. And I certainly have gone through phases where I felt a lot of guilt doing that. But if you step back and you take that time for yourself to really think about what your purpose is, what your values are for that uh, part of your life or in that specific moment, and therefore what your intentions are, then it becomes a little easier to be 
um, really, really discreet on how you're using your time, but not looking at it as saying no, but looking at it as prioritizing. And maybe what you have to say no to today is not something you'll say no to, you know, in a future chapter of your life. Yeah. You know, I guess a lot of being present comes down to yes and no, because you are determining what am I going to say yes to? And then you just have to block out everything that doesn't match up with yes. And I think what's hard is fearing that you're going to miss an opportunity or, and that is at work too. Yeah. Saying no at work is kind of a, you know, slippery slope um, because they may think, oh, she's a no person. Um, In which case I, I would assume you've got to really be clear as can be about what you're saying yes to and really show up for it. But, you know, say something about like that feeling of FOMA, fear of missing out by saying no, what you must know something about that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fantastic point. And I look at it as it's not an absolute no, it's a no for today. And so as an example, things that I wanted to put a lot of energy around or had intention around in my twenties were a little different than in my thirties, different in my forties. And so, you know, in a period of time, the saying the no was just for that moment and not for a future moment. And, um, and I've experienced in the decades of my life so far, a lot of fluidity in what I've wanted to do in my interests and different things um, that, you know, may, uh, may come into play, whether it's career, whether it's parenting, whether it's being a spouse, a, a daughter, you know, and, and understanding that there's peaks and valleys. And sometimes you're at high peak energy on something. And other times you need to be at low peak energy because there's another priority that you really want to show up for. And so um, appreciating that it's not an absolute no, but maybe it's a no in the moment has been really helpful to me. And then just maybe on the on the career track, because I think that's a really insightful comment is um, is watch out for all of us, especially in today's world and kind of what's happened post pandemic is burnout's real and mental health. Uh, is real. And so, um, you know, I I might suggest that when I've had to say no at work, if you will, or put boundaries around things, it's with the appreciation, again, that there are peaks and valleys, that some moments I'm going to invest a lot more in work and there's going to be an imbalance. And other moments I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of put a boundary on something else that's really important to me and find a way to maybe accomplish uh, with other people and other resources what the ask might be. But um, but appreciating that, again, it's a fluid piece. And every day and every week and every month, I'm reevaluating as we all do. And what are the trade-offs of where I'm spending my time? And does that ultimately align with what I, where I want it? Yeah. When you say burnout is real, um, I think that warrants underlining because what it makes me think is, um, you know, health should always be a priority and you can only accommodate so many demands. And so being sensitive to always prioritizing your health and recognizing your limits in a world which doesn't like to respect limits in in a world where, you know, you see a bumper sticker that says, I'll sleep when I die. Um, So 
you know, prioritizing your health to the extent that you limit the demands is, you know, recognizing what you said. And we definitely heard a lot about this during the pandemic, that uh, burnout is real. Burnout is real. And I I once had someone early on in, in my 20s say to me, your greatest asset over your lifetime will be your body. Your greatest limitation and your greatest asset will be your body. Yes. And that really stuck with me. And, and not that I'm the greatest at every moment um, of my life, but I've come to appreciate, especially in the in the most recent years, that it that showing up for others includes showing up for yourself. Yeah. And really making sure that you're spending time on self-care. And that looks really different for everybody. You know, it could be meditation or it could be um, catching up with a great friend. It could be relaxation. It's definitely usually something movement um, and exercise just to, you know, make sure that again, your greatest asset is fit, but you have to invest in the self-care and showing up for others um, I think to do that well also means that you're in the others, right? You're showing up for yourself as much as you're able to show up for others. Yeah. People always talk about the, what they say on an, uh, a flight, um, put your own mask on first. <laughs> That's so, a great metaphor yeah. for that, for sure. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, you can't do anything if you don't respectfully uh, take care of your health. And a big threat to your health are the demands, the stress. And the most available way we have to manage them is by saying no when it doesn't match up with what are you trying to achieve at this time in your life. So share just a little bit about what you do, what specifically you do, so that that big picture, remember you said we start with the big picture, um, what is it I what is it I'm valuing? And then from there moving down until you get to your calendar. So how do you stay in touch with what you want, what you want for your life? Great. Well, I um I use a few different tools. Um and and maybe I'll share a few of those. I have a I journal, and so I have a journal that I will um, I will revisit sometimes weekly, sometimes daily, sometimes monthly, but it will, it will go through with me kind of what is my purpose? What are my values? What I'm really proud of that I've accomplished that month? Um, what are my intentions? What, and, and maybe with that, what am I not doing that I want to do? And so, kind of making the time for self periodic self reflection, whether that might be through conversation with a great friend, a trusted colleague, a, um, a partner in, 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 um, in uh, your church, or, you know, a coach, however, that might come to pass, whether it's also with yourself through journaling, I think really having the time for periodic self reflection and asking questions that, you know, don't always show up in society. You know, your friends aren't always asking about things like that. Those aren't kind of casual topics of conversation, right. if you will, but but really making sure you're doing that with yourself first, because I think that always is the best way to then say, how does that apply with where I'm spending my time? 
And, um, and again, appreciating that it's fluid. And we've certainly all been in situations where maybe something happening with our parents or our spouse or our kids or in our community might shift how we want to prioritize our time. And so making sure to kind of think about um, that it's fluid and so checking back in on it um, is important. And then, you know, lastly, maybe I, I might mention around that, um, I I share with my husband or I share with others, these are some of the things that are important for me right now. And I ask them to give me some feedback. And sometimes that's comfortable and sometimes that's not comfortable. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, it's helpful to kind of say, here's my priority with my kids. Here's my priority with my husband. Here's my priority with my friends and, and asking somebody almost like an accountability partner, but maybe not that formal uh, to give you some feedback on, well, does that, does that align with where they see you spending time? And then when you're in those moments, how clear and attentive you are in those moments so that you really know, are you showing up the way you want to show up? You know, that's a really strong note to end on. I like that because we don't do it alone, really. And seeking feedback, what a, what an important thing to build into showing up, um, you know, to, to ask others to help you stay on course, um, which help yourself for sure. Like you say, doing some self-reflection, but I like that because sometimes we forget that we can only see inside out and other people can help us in our practice of showing up by sharing outside in. And, oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thanks so much. I think you've given us a lot to think about. Thanks so much, Deborah. Great to be with you. You too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.